Oh boy, here we go for the big old hump day show. Time to get rolling. We're heading into the weekend. Going to be a great weekend for Moto. Moto, we've got a east-west shootout on our hands. That means Lawrence Brother on Lawrence Brother Crime. That also means a lot of star racing on star racing crime. These guys all want to battle each other, and they want to prove they're the best in their camp. And the brothers want to prove they're the best on the Honda, and all the star racing Yamaha guys want to prove they're the best on Yamaha. And we are going to see them all go at it this weekend, along with everyone else from the field. Uh, which isn't a lot of guys when you look at uh, both Kawasaki and Husqvarna because everyone's so injured there. Uh, but it'll be cool to see Shimoda up there. Shimoda last year was given Hunter Lawrence all he could handle in that 250 West, and then Christian Craig just dominated both of them. But that was last year. This year, Hunter is on fire, and uh, Joe Shimoda's only got one race under his belt after coming back from injury. So... We will get to those uh, fun times this weekend, but fun times coming up here in a moment because we got a guy on a Suzuki up on the podium. And you know only one dude can get a Suzuki onto a podium, and his name is Kenny Roxon. He is our guest coming up in the Moto interview today. If you missed the Justin Barsha interview, he will be in the middle of the show today. And then we'll also wrap up with Kenny at the end. If anyone misses it early in the show, they can get it then. The Stretch Show is solid and runs every day from 3 a.m. till noon Pacific. It starts over at about 7. And then the last hour when we run the replay of the Moto interview and then I just wrap it up, that that is only played one time and that is the 11 a.m. hour Pacific time. And that is it on that one. Now, outside of it, I always seem to get a theme and I don't know how this happens. I just look for certain stories. I haven't had a UFO story in a while and I love talking about those. But today, my theme is like porn and perversion and sex. It's kind of the bulk of the stories. There's also a weed story in there and a couple of other things. Because I'm, you know, I'm versatile like that. I got a way you can get money from Facebook. And I am going to tell you because I want you to take every penny you can from them mofos. But I'll let you know. It's all a facade. It's the way of the government fleecing them and some lawyers fleecing them. You're not going to get crap, but I'm going to go ahead and file it because F them. I can't stand Zuckerberg or that entire company. They're almost like a necessary evil if you want to be on social media to promote your business or whatever. I haven't used my personal account in years at all. I haven't even been on there in a long time. And... It's a load of crap, so I'll tell you how to get some money out of those D-bags. And then it wouldn't be the stretch show without a What the Florida story. And this one ties right into my perversion and sex sexual deviancy today. By the way, it is se- it's perversion and sexual deviancy day. I may have an interview with Moto Man later in the show. I may have to call him and be like, hey, dude, what's going on in the world of perversion and sexual devi- <laughs> deviancy? Yeah. That could happen. I'm not sure yet. And then I have a uh, another lady that had a run-in with a bear. And it's kind of a spin-off of Cocaine Bear. Yeah. A little spin-off. It's like there's a sequel already to Cocaine Bear. And we're going to talk about that. Does anything do a... Co- I, by the way, I like that movie. I hear people say, ah, it's not very good. I mean, if you go into it looking for some realistic crap, it's not going to happen. I like movies that are escape from reality. 
And I think Cocaine Bear is one of those. So all of that and a hell of a lot more because you know why? It's hump day. We're over the hump. We're getting there. We're heading into the promised land. And that is the weekend where we can all rest and drink some beer and watch motocross. Shout out to, uh, uh, I know we are the official ghost energy uh, beverage here at the 4-9, but shout out to Monster for re-upping their deal with motocross yesterday. I just like to see companies doing the right thing, knowing their target audience and nailing it out of the park and continuing to support motocross is very cool to the entire sport. So shout out to them. That's in the Moto Minute too, but I figure I'd give them a little shout out during the show as well. All right, here we go. Let's get into Kenny Roxon coming up in moments right here on the Big 4-9. Big 49, it is the stretch show, and right now we are going to sit down with the dude back on the box again this week and having a hell of a year, especially battling with Justin Barsha, it seems like, and that would be our friend Kenny Roxon from that progressive HEP Suzuki team. Congratulations on getting back on the box, Kenny. And what's that battle like? That Four, five, six racer battle with you and and mostly you and and uh, Justin have been phenomenal the last few rounds. But I know uh, Anderson's up in there as well, and you guys have been going back and forth at it. Uh, are you enjoying this battle right here? We, we, I know we talked to Justin about it not being up at the front, but it's still a great battle you guys are having. I mean, we have a little bit of a, of a gap to the front guys, obviously. So um, it's been Justin, um, Jason, and I. Yeah. Um, and obviously Justin lately in the last half of the or in the second half of the the season has really been coming on strong and yeah. it's a tight battle but uh, even though we're not fighting for the championship it's fun though that way you know and yeah um, we'll keep it keep it tight all the way to the end so it, it's cool it's been super cool to watch man you guys today that was an epic battle and it was fun you were both uh, fighting uh, for podium contention and who was gonna get on on that you know two and three spot and it was really really great to watch another thing that was fun today was this track these stadium tracks are really really fun however I know because of the TV schedule and everything it was a really early race did that change anything in your prep for this week or what were you uh, you know, how'd you like this early racing today? Yeah, I had a good time all day on the track, and I'm right there with Chase. Like, this morning, I got up same time as I always do, but for okay. some reason, um, you know, I sat there with my coffee waiting a little bit, and uh, <laughs> I had to get my gear on, and yeah. I'm like, oh, 8.30, that sounds a little bit early to go ride, so I'm right there with him. But I did, yeah. once we got the day going, I, I liked it. It was very, like, one after another, practice after another, and um, it feels really nice being done early, so I actually enjoyed it, but... Of course, we got super lucky with the weather, and yeah. um, the 80 degrees definitely makes it a lot tougher <laughs> in Supercross. I mean, yeah. this is obviously a mixture a little bit, but um, definitely not easy. All right, and besides the early start today, it was, you know, another Speedway track. How were you liking uh, the track? And really, we got the two Speedway tracks. We've got Daytona and Atlanta. We're going to have more, obviously, when we get to the Super Motocross playoff season. But uh, how, how do you like these tracks, and maybe which one of these two tracks do you like the best? Not to talk smack on Daytona. I love Daytona. It's a very prestige weight uh, race, but okay. I like this better for some reason. I don't know if it's because of the dirt. We have a lot more yeah. traction, you know, legit holdup where Daytona yeah. gets super loose and the dirt's black. And I always struggle seeing there, especially if you have Terrace on. Um, I don't, I don't, I think it was fine here in the past when we raced at night, but yeah. I overall, I had a good time all day on the track, honestly, and a uh, uh, little bit more supercross style than Daytona is. And I thought it was rad. All right. And then on this track today, the only thing I heard about it, I don't say complaint-wise, but just comment-wise, is, man, those whoops were gnarly. How are you liking the whoops out there tonight in this Atlanta track? 
the whoops tonight were just on a whole nother level rough and it's like you just got to yeah. get through there and i think that's where i think justin did you get me there i think he may have done or he was really good there and i feel like i lost always a little bit and uh but yeah, yeah. overall stoked in third yeah uh kenny let's talk about your health i know you're looking solid this year ever since you came over to this this uh, suzuki team you have been just battling, 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 and there is no quit in this dog. Overall, physically, conditioning, health-wise, we're past the halfway point of the season. I'd say we're about the three-quarter mark. Uh, how you feeling overall, health-wise? Yeah, it's been super solid. Like I said in the beginning of the season, I just um, I feel like I'm in a better place, and um, okay. uh, we're still making little changes on the on the bike as well. Yeah, that helps out. We just never stop. Like I never want to stop. I have a good base and we just kind of make little changes here and there that helped me out but overall i've just have a, had a lot more of a consistent year and um putting in my my training during the week doing nothing crazy and um yeah, yeah i think uh i'm just in a in a good spot and it's been showing and i just i want to keep this keep it up because it makes this uh, a lot more fun for me you know in the, in the past few years once it got to the later stages it just uh it's not fun that way <laughs> so okay. i'm having a lot more fun this year than i've had in the past all right, Kenny, uh, this week Kyle Chiz mentioned that you had uh, adjusted over to the same fork settings, I think, that he had. And I know that you're constantly, you know, trying to get everything just dialed in perfectly on that bike. Is that something that you even raced with today once you switched over to those uh, settings on your bike? Um, yeah, I actually did. We, we, bit, we were tweaking on them a little bit yeah. um, throughout the day. Okay. And uh, but yeah, I think it, it suited or it was good for this style of track. It just okay. felt taller in the front, and um, um, I think we can make a couple of little more tweaks. I didn't have that much time on them, so I kind of just went here and yeah. um, put them in, and and kind of you know from practice on, we were kind of tweaking on them a little bit, and uh, yeah. it ended up working out. They're cool. not like when it comes to like the handling of the bike, they were yeah. I feel like fairly similar, and I think that's why I'm able to just kind of like ride them and. and um, not be too thrown off because the bike felt super similar, but just a uh, yeah, slight little balance change, things like that. So it was okay. uh, very doable for me. Uh, all right, Kenny, uh, you are working with Larry Brooks this year, and I know you guys had zero time. Like literally, all right, you know he's he's a legend in the game. You're a legend in the game, and you had no like warm up time. It was you signed up with that team at the last minute. You guys started racing. How has that been uh, working with a guy that's worked with so many other legends in the game? And is has that been you know cool for you on this Suzuki team? Um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely always all ears. You know what I mean? Um, I think okay. once you think that you're the smartest guy in the room, that's that's not a good idea. So okay. he's got a lot of uh, a lot of time under his belt when it comes to yeah. the racing side of things. So I've so enjoyed it. Obviously, I was with the same guys for six year years, and then. Um, yeah just getting a little bit of a mix up and new people like we all had to learn each other right and um, yeah. i think that was part of the the fun for me and every weekend we show up to go race our little crew like we're all hustling you know and yeah. those guys um yeah they're doing such a phenomenal job and and i really truly enjoy it and larry loves the sport so much and he's so into it that yeah. um it's just so fun to work together you know he's he's um he almost he freaks out when there's nothing that I want to change on the bike. Too, you know? I mean, like he constantly wants to like work and, and always wants to make things better. And um, it's yeah, it's fun. It's a good time. All right, Kenny. Well, I'm glad to see you having fun. Glad to see you on the podium and riding as hard as ever and looking as great on the motorcycle as ever. Congratulations on this uh, finish today in Atlanta. We will see you next week when we head up to the Northeast out in uh, uh, the Meadowlands. That'll be fun to see. 
Uh, can't wait. Best of luck to you there. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. The Man Urged. Report! This story's kind of crazy. Remember the boy band Menudo back in the 80s? Probably not if you speak English, but they were a little boy band, and one of the members is now claiming that Jose Menendez drugged and sexually assaulted him uh, before he was murdered by his sons, Lyle and Eric. Now, you know the name, Menendez. The Menendez brothers killed their parents, and they claimed there was all kinds of abuse going on, and nobody believed it. And now here we are, like 40 years later, and this guy's coming forward going, oh yeah, their dad was a record executive, and he totally molested me. And you're like, wait, where were you when the trial happened in the 80s, you MFR? That kind of sucks. Former football player Antonio Brown is proven he is still all kinds of crazy, and he's now part owner of an Arena League football team in Albany, and he got into a heated exchange at their opening game with security personnel when he refused to leave the field at halftime, stating he owns the field, it's his field, and make me leave the field to the security guard. And the problem is, Brown was not only on the field, but he was trying to get children to join him on the field, and at the same time, they were using heavy machinery on the field to raise the team's championship banner from last year, and Brown was proving once again, well, he's a crazy, massive ego douchebag. Damar Hamlin of the Buffalo Bills, he's the guy that was playing in a game last year, his heart stopped, and he fell over on the field. They had to perform CPR to literally bring the guy back to life. Well, good news, he's been 100% cleared to play football again and will be resuming practice in the spring training with his teammates when they get back on the field. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Ah, uh, you guys didn't know nothing about allegedly at the time heterosexual George Michael. His song, I Want Your Sex. Yeah, you really didn't know anything about it because he's singing that song about dudes. Remember they caught him in the bathroom after that before he died? He was in the bathroom in Beverly Hills trying to wank it with an undercover officer. Bam, he got arrested. George Michael was the man for a minute there in the 80s. His solo career broke away from Wham. This album came out. This song was massively, massively scandalous. People were like, we don't want this played on the radio. Talks about sex. Talks about I want your sex. It's sexual deviant. That's what it is. Well, that's the theme of the show today. So we're going to get to this story right out of the box. Uh, shout out to Kenny Roxon for talking to us. It's because Moto Man wasn't there. But hey, you know, it's a totally different thing. But here's what's going on. There is a... I guess high-tech battle going on and it is between Apple and Google and Amazon. Those are the three biggest tech companies in the world. Social media, tech, everything. They got it all wrapped up right there. And what's happening is Apple and Google have the Apple Store and the Google Store. That's, I would say, 99% of people get their apps for whatever device they use. Well, their problem is they're getting complaints from their users who say, hey, I got the Amazon Kindle app on, you know, your service, either Apple or Google, and, well, my kids downloaded massive amounts of porn on that. Like, you say you don't do adult content. Well, like, the Amazon Kindle's a, a broad range. So, apparently, Amazon is well, well, well aware of this, and I'll tell you, there's one thing, my friends, that will keep that porn on Amazon Kindle, and it's called dollar dollar bills, y'all. That's what it is. Here's how it works. Uh, both companies 
Because this is a story from uh, uh, Reuters, and they're like, you know, that's a legitimate news media source. And so they reached out, and they're like, hey, why are you guys selling porn? I thought you were family friendly and didn't sell porn to Google and to Apple. And they're like, we do not. So now these guys have to go and say, we don't sell porn. They're like, but we do sell the Amazon Kindle app. And the Amazon Kindle app's got tons and tons and tons of porn. And then they went deeper and they went on the Amazon Kindle app, which you can get at Google and Apple stores. And they say they performed a search of nudity adult pictures for Amazon Kindle. And there was one of 12,000 results that surfaced. Other results were in the butt bob, 100% nude girls, uncensored. Uh, you get the picture. It's all kinds of stuff. And they say many of these self-published books are free through the Kindle Unlimited thing. So if you have a Kindle subscription where you would, you know, you would encourage your kid to read, right, and get a book. Well, there's ebooks, there's video books, there's all kinds of stuff. And they found out there is a ton of porn on the Amazon Kindle app. And now it's coming back around to the people that sell their apps. And now Amazon's been notified and notified and they say they don't do it, yet they don't do anything to stop it is really what they should be saying because I'm sure they're not deliberately putting porn up there, but porn is finding its way onto Amazon Kindle. They say Amazon Kindle's age rating in the Apple app is four to 12 years or older. Four years or older to 12 years or older. And that's their age range. Well, which age is it? Four-year-olds or 12-year-olds that should be able to access all this porn? I don't have, I like porn. Moto Man uh, is a former uh, uh, gay adult film star. And he's one of my best friends. So I can't, I can't sit here and say I don't like porn. But... Amazon Kindle is uh, publishing their guidelines that they claim the company does not allow the sale of content that contains pornography, but their search results are very, 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 very different. Yeah. They say Amazon's changed Kindle's age range rating in the Apple app from four years old to 12 years or older for everything now because they don't want four-year-olds on there. Yeah, it's much more appropriate for 12-year-olds to have access to porn. I totally agree, Amazon. Yeah, it is, uh, I don't know, it's it's interesting. Amazon Kindle publishing guidelines claim we do not allow anything that con- uh, contains pornography. And they've been put on repeated blast from article after article after article where that is BS and they do it. I've told you guys, and I get it, they're just not doing anything about it. And, and I was guilty of that myself when I was running the Mantertainment. I do the Mantertainment Report here, and I used to do it on uh, Sirius. I started off just doing the Mantertainment Report on Sirius, and then I started doing the show, and I continued to do the Mantertainment. Then I continued to do the Mantertainment even after they canceled my show for a little while. And it was an entertainment report, and it had a website, and I, like a dumbass, set up my website, and I was like, hey, I want the dudes that listen to the stretch show to be able to contribute. So anything they want to put up there, put up there. And I don't care what it is. I'm, I'm on the internet. I can be X-rated. I can be anything I want. So if they put something up there, let them do it. Well, it was about a week and until I was a full-blown porn operator. 
I had porn everywhere, and I was paranoid. As I was like, dude, how are we verifying this? How do we know all these people are of age? And it was me and, and one dude running that site. My brother-in-law was helping me. And I was like, dude, if you see something that looks suspicious, just delete it. Like, I, I don't want to censor the whole thing. And I rapidly, man, entertainment just evolved into man entertainment, which was straight up porn. It was porn. I'd put the gossip report up there every day that I would do. And then beneath that, it was just porn. It was just insane porn. I was a pornographer. And I was getting millions and millions and millions of hits. But because it was all porn, I couldn't capitalize on it. I made no money on that site. It cost us money every month to run it. And we never made money on that. Because I was leaving it open to the knuckleheads that listen to my show. And they're a bunch of porn lovers. And I let it roll. But now Amazon's doing the same thing. And they have a lot more to lose than a knucklehead that says dirty things on the radio for a living. So we'll see if this changes soon. If they clean up, Kindle may not be a place to get porn anymore. Here's what's weird, though. How hypocritical is that of Google when... How do you find porn? Through Google. Every year, Google it. Porn or X-rated or free porn or whatever you're looking for. You find it on Google. So there are no saints in this either. Everyone's got the dirty hands and the dirty porn. Especially Moto Man. Don't shake hands with him. Maybe if you're wearing your Moto gloves. But then throw that glove in the trash. <laughs> I'm stretched. Coming up next, uh, I'm gonna. We've just ripped on all these social media or big, you know, tech companies. Next, we're gonna go to social media. I'll tell you uh, how you can get a dollar, literally, probably a dollar, out of Facebook, and I highly recommend you do it. Step eight forty nine. The Big 49 Moto Minute Brought to you by LBZ As much as everybody loves to rip on Companies that are woke and doing the wrong thing I figure it is just as appropriate To shout out companies that are doing the right thing Yesterday it was announced That the official drink Of the American Motocross season This summer will once again Be Monster Energy They have recommitted to the brand to be the sponsor and that is absolutely awesome the monster energy drink is synonymous at this point with supercross and motocross and to see them continue that support right now is really really cool to the sport so shout out to monster energy i am stretch another moto minute brought to you by lbz is coming up one hour from now Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a Wednesday. Shout out to Kenny Roxon. If you missed that, it'll come up again. Final hour of the stretch show, 11 a.m. Pacific time. And coming up here in another few segments, we will get back around to the interview from yesterday with Mr. Justin Barsha of the TLD Gas Gas team. I love the battle those guys are having this year in the Supercross. It's been as entertaining or more as the top three. And they've been battling for number four back and forth. And both vow to keep on fighting like it is for number one because that's what you want. Heart of a champion is what you have in these guys, and I love seeing it. So both those guys on the show today is very cool. Uh, let's now get into how you can get a dollar dollar bill out of Facebook, and I am going to encourage you to do it. They have settled a class action lawsuit, and so much BS in this. So... Think of the, I don't know, there's over a billion users probably on Facebook and all of their platforms, Meta. All right, well, the lawsuit was settled for $725 million over a privacy breach. 
a privacy breach on their product. So, $725 million, and that is if every Facebook user who had an account between 2007 of May and December of 2022, you will get some form of a payout in this $725 million settlement. You're like, cool, I want my money. It's not much money, and everyone's going to go on just as I feel you should as a matter of principle. Chances are you're going to get about a dollar is my guess. If you weren't on that long, you're going to get less. If the longer you were on, the more. Uh, and here's who's really going to get paid. Of that $725 million, the bulk of that is going to go to the lawyers. And remember this. So you won't have to pay, I don't imagine, on your $1.25 settlement. But I can tell you that the lawyers are going to pay a huge tax on the probably $400 million they get from the class action lawsuit. And... It's just a simple page. You go to it. It's a portal. You submit your claim. You write in your uh, email that was associated with Facebook. You write in your Facebook ID and your name and give them some info. And then here's what I don't like. You can't get a check. I want a check from Facebook. But you have to get Venmo or any of those or anything linked to a bank account. Or you, if you don't trust them, which I don't, I would never do, you could get it sent to you on a debit card. I have a feeling... I'm going to do it and I'm going to do the debit card because it's going to cost them even more, probably double to mail it to me and to get the card and load that money into a card. And I'm going to do it just to be an a-hole because I think Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg are the biggest douchebags on the planet. I really, really do. So it's worth doing. If you're on there, I, I highly recommend filling it out. Here's where this story gets even better. They say, after lawyer's fees and up to a 25% uh, is what the lawyers will get, so a good chunk, and cash for the class representatives, you're going to get whatever's left of that $750 million thing. You're like, that's a good thing. Yeah, but here, here's the big news here. In that same, so of all of us people who got our information stolen and put on the dark web or whatever and are probably our identity stolen linked straight back to our Facebook accounts we split 725 million after the lawyers fees and the main people in the lawsuit now let's back it up a government also gets a 5 billion dollar fine from Facebook for this so the government gets $5 billion plus a huge tax cut of the entire settlement from the lawyers and us hundreds of millions of people, if not a billion people, have access to what's left of a $725 million settlement under a billion and the government gets $5 billion. That sounds fair, right? Yeah, sounds fair to me. Sounds about right. Sounds like you've been screwed by your government again. Not cool. You know what is cool? Florida man. I got a Florida man story next. It's a doozy. Makes me happy. Makes me laugh. Got a guy. He was a public serial masturbator. But it was for medical reasons. He's got a really good excuse when he got caught. We'll get into this next. It's a good one. Not going to miss this one. I'm Stretch. It's the Big Four Nine. Big, 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 the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz 
Shout out to Honda Racing's Ryan Surratt, who claimed the championship in the AMA's District 37's five-round Hare and Hound Series over the weekend. He ended up placing third at Ridgecrest, California, aboard his CRF 450, and he is now the champion of the five-round series. Congratulations to Surratt. I am Stretch, another Moto Minute, brought to you by LBZ, is coming up one hour from now. Oh, boy, here we go. It's the Big 49, and I am Stretch. Time to get horny, people. It's the theme today. Mostly the theme. Dicking with social media tech companies and sexual perversion. And now we're going to go to Florida. That's why we got some two-live crew. Me so horny right now. Luther Campbell, American poet. Let's get into this story. This guy in Florida. Well... He's from Vero Beach. Officers received a 911 call on Sunday. Hey, we got a guy over at the Speedway convenience store, uh, white male, reportedly naked and masturbating while screaming at a white female on the side of the road. Once the uh, police officers arrived, they identified a man as that masturbating white male as Jason Roach, a 40-year-old who they had known about. They had questioned him twice the night before in connection with alleged masturbation incidents at an Arby's and a Wawa. So this guy likes convenience stores and fast food places, and he goes around, just pulls his pants down, just grinds one out. In both of those instances, Roach stopped, went on his way, and you know what the cops aren't going to do? You know what you're not going to do? You're not going to arrest a serial wanker, even though it's your job. You're going to be like, that guy's got his penis in his hand and he's been masturbating. I'm not handcuffing that guy. I'm not touching that guy. Go, hey, get out of here. What are you doing? Go away. That's how you deal with that if you're a cop. Get out of here. Even though he's probably a sex offender, let's be honest. Well, they had let him go twice before, the night before. He was already serially wanking. I think the police have really made themselves look bad in this report. A witness said that Roach was naked and touching himself in the motion of masturbating at the speedway at 6 a.m., so he's an early morning wanker. When he was questioned about his activities, Roach said, yeah, no, I was I was masturbating. Yeah, the, I was totally. So now you admitted it. So it wasn't like, no, 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 no. I had my hand in my pocket, and I was trying to find my lighter. No, you nothing like that. Oh, no, no. I had my wang out, and I was spanking it, is what he said. Kind of. I, I, I might be paraphrasing there. But he said he had his wang out and he was spanking it because, well, officer, I have issues with my rectum and I have a lot of pain there. And the only way to get rid of the pain is for me to ejaculate. And the best way for me to ejaculate is to masturbate. There you go. Right there. A cop's, oh, what do you say? Oh, okay. Go on about your wanking. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, they say despite the... Uh, compelling explanation that Mr. Roach gave to his serial masturbation. He was arrested for exposure of sexual organs, which is a misdemeanor in Florida. They put him in the Indian River County Jail on a $50,000 bond. His arraignment will be May 2nd. He's previously been convicted for battery, theft, violating a protective order, burglary, theft, filing false documents. He's kind of a regular there at the police department. I wonder if he's sitting in jail just spanking it all the time, you know, to ease the pain of his uh, rectum problem. Eh, that's a good story. Doesn't get more Florida than that. Fistful of Florida up in you. 
literally up in your rectum to ease the pain. That's what you're doing. I love that one. That story's just good. All right, I'm Stretch. Coming up next, let's talk about Justin F. and Barsha, TLD Gas Gas Team. Getting a number two on the podium, his best race of the entire year, at least his best result. Justin's dialed in, man. We're going to chat with him next. Love that guy. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. You guys know how much the Big 49 loves Dean Wilson of that Firepower Honda team. And I saw this on social media and thought, dude, we got to boost up the Dino. Dino's coming to Butte, Montana, May 20th and 21st, where he is going to do uh, riding school. So you can learn from Dino himself, a guest instructor at a riding school out there, May 20th and 21st. He says if you want to book an appointment, you go to 15mxschools at gmail.com. And maybe learn to ride from Dino out in Montana. I know the Big 49's got people everywhere, so somebody get out there and hook up with our boy. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ. Coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It's the Stretch Show here. All right, now I got a little Bob Marley playing. That can only mean one thing. Time to talk about the ganj. I'm going to help all you stoners out there right now. All you dope smokers going to give you a little update. There was a marijuana mecca in the United States for quite some time now, and that would be the city of Denver, Colorado. Why? Because, well, they were the first to get it pushed through and get it completely legalized, and they became like the little Amsterdam of America for a second. Now, so many other American cities have caught up, but the ones that you know, blazed the trail, so to speak, as pioneers in the weed world. Those are the guys that still stayed at the top, including Denver, until now. Two years after Denver uh, legalized marijuana, Oregon came, and then Washington came, and then Alaska, and they say, but however, to be the nation's top weed city in this little study, You had to score highly in a handful of categories, including legality, the number of dispensaries, and number of cannabis doctors, because you can still get a script in places for, you know, your weed, which is weird when it's completely recreational legal that you would need that. Uh, Customer ratings, and most importantly, pot prices. Gotta have good cheap weed. And remember, there's all kinds of federal rules, so you can't import weed. You gotta grow it all locally in order to sell it. You also have Google search trends for marijuana related items, the public perception of marijuana where you live, and this is where it gets weird. Also brought into consideration to be the king of the weed hiking trails, concert venues, and I'm not effing making this up. Taco Bells. So you take all of that and mix it into a pot, a big stoner pot, if you will, and Denver has lost their ranking. You think hiking trails, like concert, like Taco Bell, that Denver's good. It's a big city. Probably tons of weed. They were the first to do it. Yeah, they stayed on top until now. They have now been knocked off by Portland, Oregon. Portland took the top spot, and they say mainly and most importantly because Portland's pot is cheaper than other cities. Not by much, but 
in this day and age with inflation and living check to check, and believe me, weed smokers are going to get their weed on, uh, a high quality ounce of cannabis in Portland going to run you $210 for an ounce, and in Denver it's $242. Portland also has more dispensaries per 1,000 residents. And just for the record, because it is the most vile, corrupt, god-awful, dirty, BS state in the world, California has no cities in the top five. The most populous state in the union, the state that's had legal marijuana for years, the state that's got more to do than any other state in the union, more activities, more population, I would say more Taco Bells, (laughs) hiking trails for days and we can't get a city in the top five and you know why that's because of state regulation and the state shooting themselves in the nuts and being inept and bad for business and running dispensaries and growers out of business as opposed to letting this new you know business boom in this state they have really really screwed it up and then one they just like took a since i live in california look at that i'm like that's a bummer I want, to, I want to be the best no matter what I do. Even if I live in the worst state in the world, I want to be the best. I want to be the best at weed. I want to be the best at everything. It's because I'm here. Big 49 is here. I wear that uh, like a badge of honor. Well, the worst state, Alabama. The worst city, Birmingham, Alabama. Yeah. One in four people surveyed put Birmingham at the bottom of the worst weed city in America. I was born just outside of Birmingham, Alabama in a lovely town called Jasper. That hurts my heart. Granted, you people got a massive meth problem there. I'm aware of that. How many dead relatives I got from the meth and the opioids. You got a massive drug problem. So maybe you guys should continue to be hard on drugs and not allow weed in there. Even though it seems like it's easier to get heroin there than it is to get marijuana. All right. There you go, stoners. I hope you're happy. If you want to be happy for the rest of your stoner life and save a little bit of money, go to Portland where the crazy Antifa left-wing nutjobs will probably kill you and get all of the other businesses shut down as they continue to steal and rob and loot and do god-awful things. But hey, you know, the weed's cheap. All right. Coming up next... Let's get into it. I got one more before I go. I know. It's a fun story. Remember cocaine bear? Well, I got coke bear. Very different than cocaine bear. Talk about it next. It's the Big 49. Big, big. 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 The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. All right, here's a pretty damn cool giveaway coming from our friends at the Moto Academy. If you want to go to the final round of the Supercross season in Salt Lake City, Utah on an all-expenses-paid trip. Plus, you get your tickets, you get a Fox Moto setup, a whole bunch of cool stuff. They basically just want you to go sign up for the website. That is themotoacademy.com. If you sign up, they're going to do a drawing there. So get over to the website and get all of the details. But pretty cool, you would get to see Jet Lawrence, one of the owners of the Moto Academy, race in his final ever 250 race which would be pretty badass. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. You know this music. Well, typically if I play this music, I'm about to talk about cocaine. 
talk Heinz Langen, but I'm not going to do that today. No. I'm going to talk about Coke Bear, which is very different than Coke Heinz Bear. By the way, if you got the Peacock, you like the Supercross, you watch the Supercross on the Peacock, they got Coke Heinz Bear. Check it out. One of Ray Liotta's last performances. And what's weird is, it can't be in the sequel. And there might be a sequel called Coke Bear. Remember I told you at the we realized there's a twist at the end. Cochine Bear got Cochine Babies. And they're already hooked on the yayo. They're already chasing the, the, the white powder. They're already trying to get after it. The Peruvian Flake. That's what they're trying to do. Well, not to be a spoiler alert, but I'm just letting you know, you should still watch it. It's a good movie. This happened in British Columbia, the Sunshine Coast. Thursday morning, a lady named Sharon Rossell was uh, walking to her dog barking. She heard a ruckus outside in her car. She's like, oh, crap, someone's trying to jack my whip. Click, click. That's when you grab the gun. I don't think she grabbed a gun. I think she just looked out the window and said, what's happening? Is someone trying to jack my whip? And she saw a big fat ass inside her car. Only problem is big fat ass was a bear, a big ass bear. And she was on a second floor window. It was down below the window in the driveway. And I don't know why, if the damn lady owns a convenience store or what it is, but she had 70-something cans of soda in her car. And the bear, I don't know if it smells it or if it saw it and thought shiny cans are cool. But out of 72 cans of soda in her car, 69 of those cans were regular orange soda and Coca-Cola. And then the other three cans were diet. And guess what? Bear wouldn't touch the diet. That should tell you maybe we shouldn't be drinking diet soda. I'm just gonna say. If a bear that'll eat anything won't touch diet soda, yeah, you're like, okay, something's up. So the bear came, uh, broke the window like a full-on bear carjacking fool, climbed into the back seat of the car and just started just chunking and chugging cans. And uh, they're looking at the pictures, damaged like you wouldn't believe. When a big fat-ass bear breaks the window out of your car, crawls through the window, and is now in your car flopping around eating cans of soda, uh, it had white leather interior, which is real. And the first thing it went after was the orange soda. So imagine what that looks like now. The lady said she tried to get rid of the bear by opening the window and throwing a bucket of water on it. And it just looked at her and said, F you, I'm a bear. I'm not doing anything. She said she, she tried to get it. Finally, she just said, you know what? It's screwed. I'm going to bed. I'll deal with it in the morning. And when she got down in the morning, she loaded up all the photos of the incident to social media. Kind of funny, but not funny. Your car is jacked. She's got, got to do an insurance claim, hoping they fix it. Yeah, I had a bear come in my car. Also, when it was inside kicking around, it snapped off a bunch of levers and buttons and all that fun stuff because... It's a fat-ass bear, and it's got no Fs to give about your car or your white leather interior. It just wanted that soda you had in the back. I guess the moral of the story is, Coke bear like Coke, you better bring the Coke in the house. What if it would have been cocaine, and you would have had a cocaine bear in your car eating your cocaine? You couldn't even file a claim on that. Well, what's this white powder everywhere? I don't know, talcum powder? I don't know why. Why, why are you asking me that? I just need my car fixed. My car, but my, my window's broke. My window's broke. My, 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 my broke window got nothing to do with that white powder. What are you talking about? Yeah. So Coke Bear is real. Maybe that's the next movie. Maybe she'd have went down there and Coke Bear would have just violently killed her like Coke Heim Bear does to all those people in that movie. I love that story. 
By the way, Carl Kainbear is real. That's a real story, based on a real story. The movie's completely fictionalized account of an actual story. All right, you know what time it is. It is time to get into the final hour of the stretch show where we will talk to Mr. Kenny Roxon, and then we'll get out of here. That's what I do. I'm getting out. Ducking out. It's lunchtime. It's the Big 49. Big 4-9. It is a stretch show. Something wonderful happened in the world of Big 49 yesterday. There was a new addition to the family, if you will. Finally, after being on order for a very long time, the official Big 49 pop-up tent has arrived. You will see it for the first time Unless we pop out to Glen Helen for a, a, a race here or there, you probably will not see it until we get to Fox Raceway at Pala for the opening round of the motocross season. I'll bring it out in the dirt and break that sucker in right. Big, beautiful black tent with big 49 logos all over it. Be able to see it. The problem is the average folks, unless you're back in the pits and you've got that pass at uh, motocross, you won't see us because we're back right at the starting line away from the people I think they're smart they're like keep those guys away from the people those guys aren't normal they're a bunch of freaks running around in the dirt acting like crazy people why they bring an air conditioner to an outdoor tent that's what happens Jason rolls up with an outdoor air conditioner every year yeah it's a real deal so that's going to be out soon you'll see it very very soon exciting times exciting watching the big 49 grow grow and grow and grow and grow and grow the little engine that could is just chugging up that hill we're gonna get to the promised land and I'm gonna get there with you and we're all gonna celebrate have a little moto event somewhere one of the local tracks that's what we'll do Tomorrow on the show, we will start our Thursday edition, always loaded with a 250 interview. We'll start most likely with Hunter Lawrence. Could be one of the other guys. I don't know yet. Got them all lined up already. I like little Deegan, too. He's always fun on the podium. like seeing that kid up there. So we got the 250 guys. Friday, we stack it, the whole 250 podium. That's to get into the weekend and get ready for the race going to be fun to see everybody this weekend all on one track for an east-west shootout i'm gonna go ahead and put my money on jet lawrence i mean jet has a chance that he's young and sometimes can hair out and have a crash or make a mistake hunter's more mature of a rider i think but jet's the prodigy he really is both those dudes are going to be around for a while and great on 450s i'll be back tomorrow i'll be great on the radio Until then, God bless you all. God bless the United States of America.